COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. We took votes about which questions were going to be asked. And I think 3 million people voted or 3.5 million people voted. I have to say that there, there was one question that was voted on that, that ranked fairly high, uh, and that was whether legalizing marijuana would improve uh, the economy and job creation. And uh, uh, I don't know what this says about the online audience. But, but I, I just want, uh, I don't want people to think that uh, this was a fairly popular question. We want to make sure that it was answered. Uh, the answer is no, I don't think that is a good strategy to grow our economy. So, all right. Howdy folks, Dan Scotland here joining you from Legal, Massachusetts. 
heartland of America. It can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. So we're going to get straight into it. Um, I don't want to drag... I don't want to drag on the intro too long today, so we're, we're, we're jumping straight into it. Um, I have a little bit of fire and passion in the belly, so um, if you don't want an episode where I'm too passionate, this might not be for you, so I'm gonna, gonna let loose a lot today, so be prepared and buckle up. So we need to talk about Virginia Governor Ralph Northam's dismissive boomer comments about cannabis and we're gonna do that today virginia governor too busy to smoke marijuana following legalization he says by kyle yeager the governor of virginia said on tuesday that he has not consumed marijuana since the state's legalization law took effect this month at least not yet i have to ask you have you smoked marijuana since it became legal Andy Fox of of Wavy TV asked the governor at a press conference. No, I haven't, says Northam, who ceremoniously signed the legalization bill into law in April, said, he said, I've been very busy at my job making sure we're the number one state in the country. All right, I'm going to break down why this comment sucks. This comment is like every other comment I've heard from boomers my entire flipping life from boomer politicians, from boomer and silent gen teachers I've had in grade school and, and middle school and such. Um, I've, I've heard this line of thinking my entire flipping life and I've, I've, I've lost my patience with this sort of thinking and I'm sick of this sort of thinking. And all these politicians that, that have this sort of mindset, they need to be smoked for good and they need to be kicked out of office because they're fossils. This is, this is fossilized thinking right now. This whole, oh, well, I'm too busy. I I do real people drugs like alcohol and, and pills. I'm too busy to smoke that, that college student deadhead drug known as marijuana. Marijuana is done by marginal people. It's done by college students. It's done by young people that don't amount to anything. All right. It's a marginal drug done and cared for by marginal people. And I'm going to distance myself from that drug by saying that I'm too busy to do it. Um, it's like, it's like the nonsense I've heard my whole life that uh, like, again, I, I mean, I was, I, I mean, I was very, I mean, I was a kid, I was a nineties kid. So I remember most of, of, of Bill Clinton's presidency. And I know that like when he ran and when he was asked about marijuana, he was said, he said that he did it a time or two when he was in, when he was studying abroad in Oxford, um, didn't like it did inhale never did it again that that, that that was his response to whether he does marijuana and then we go over to obama when it was legal and when he was running i remember him saying that when he was young he inhaled frequently that was the point and then as soon as he got into office and as soon as he was asked about it in 2009 i remember this he said like the he, the number one question that he got online um was whether or not America should legalize cannabis and he laughs and says that that's a ridiculous idea and it's ridiculous to think that Ameri- that that legalizing cannabis would grow the economy and would be a good thing to do he just dismisses it he's been, like again all most boomers that I've that 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 again I'm I'm only really talking about the boomers that are in political office and in, in, in political power. I'm not talking about 
your average day and average show boomer because a, a lot of them are, are using cannabis for pain and, and and as medicine too including people in my own family so again i'm not really i'm going after the boomers in power like like northam not so much you know my listeners and such if that makes sense but again this is that mindset that that and that cannabis is not a real adult drug. It's done by marginal people. It's done by low lives. I'm too busy to do that. I do real people drugs like alcohol, and I, I down IPAs when I'm not when I'm not um, doing governor duties. And I don't do real. I mean, and I don't do I don't do deadhead weirdo drugs like weed. Again, I mean, this is the mindset we've heard this. I've heard this mindset my entire life. I grew up with dare. I grew up with oh, just say no to drugs. I grew up with that sort of mindset. I grew up with that. So, again, I mean, I like like I've mentioned on this podcast, um, I struggle. I struggled with a very very um, debilitating sleep issue for about five to six years, and and it, it was. It was very debilitating. I was I wasn't fully myself at that point, and you know I knew that marijuana could sort of help to alleviate a lot of the problems and a lot of the symptoms I was facing, but I didn't pursue it because a a lot of I didn't pursue it right off the bat when I was going through that because a a lot of jobs drug tests b you have a lot of hiring managers you have a lot of. Um, people in management, you have a lot of co-workers, you have a lot of people that, that that believe this mindset that Governor Northam just espoused. So it's like, I don't want to be lumped in with the low lives um, by, by pursuing this as a medicine. So I, I, I waited years and years and years and went through years and years of sickness and suffering because I did not want to be attached to that stigma that, that Governor Northam is perpetuating. So again, let's 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 continue reading this. No, I haven't, Northam said. We ceremoniously signed the legalization bill in April. I've been very busy at my so so you so you're making it seem like like being a productive citizen and using cannabis for medical purposes are incompatible. When you say statements like that, that's what you're making it seem like. You're making it seem like people just use this. They, they watch music, they play video games, they don't do anything productive, or they don't aspire to do anything productive. Again, I mean, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if that was necessarily his intention. I don't have concrete proof to say a hundred and thousand percent that that was in his intention, but that's what, how it came across. We have to look at the optics of how things come across. Again, we look at things at a bunch of different angles in this podcast. All right, um, let's continue. I haven't. I've been very busy at my job and making sure that we're the number one state in the country. After Northam pivoted to discussing the serious reasons for enacting legalization, including racial justice, the reporter made sure to point out that serious people smoke marijuana. Just for the record about that. And shout out to that, shout out to that uh, journalist that said that. We need more of that mindset in, into it. Again, I, again, I grew up on D.A.R.E. All my elders growing up told me that this was a bad drug and that people that do this don't amount to anything, that it ruins your memory, that it's bad and you should just say no to it. And it's illegal. So again, you should say no to it. That's what I've been told my entire flipping life. Yet I've been prescribed at least half a dozen different medi med medications 
throughout my, my, my years of suffering and my years of having an illness. I tried half a dozen different medications, including Ambien, which makes people sleep drive and it makes people compulsively buy a lot of stuff. And then they wake up and then they realize they bought a lot of things when they, when they were in, in this intoxication that this toxic drug does to people. Um, Ambien. Again, I've been prescribed medications that, that are way, way, way more dangerous than, than marijuana has ever been. So I, again, I don't want to hear this. Oh, this is just a drug done by unserious people and marginal people and real adults like myself um, stop doing that after college. We guzzle alcohol. We guzzle our favorite whiskey. We guzzle beer and we take pills on the side as a treat. That's what real adults do. Losers and morons are the only ones that keep doing it after college. That's the mindset that was that was that, that was pushed on to people my age by by the elders in power. As of July 1st, public possession of up to one ounce of cannabis by adults over the age of 21 is legal in Virginia, and personal cultivation of up to four plants at home is allowed. Private sharing of up to an ounce of marijuana between adults is also legal, as long as no remuneration is involved. Northam isn't the only governor who expressed openness indulging marijuana following a state-level policy change. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont said last month that time will tell when asked by a reporter if people can expect the governor smoking, smoking a joint after legalization goes into effect. Not right now, but we will see. That was the right response to have. Because, like, again, Northam's response made it seem like, oh, this is a marginal drug done by marginal people. I'm far too much, I'm far too much busy to ever try this deadhead drug. But Lamont, Governor Lamont, was like, oh, well, I mean, I haven't done it now, but again, I'll, I'll, I may or may not look into it. Again, I can care less if a politician does or does not do it. What I, what I have a problem with is a dismissive attitude towards the users and the voters and taxpayers that do use this for, for medical and other purposes. That's what I got problems with. That's what I got all the smoke in the world for. Um, Ralph, um, Dr. Ralph, Dr. Ralph Mushalem, who, who discovered the compound of THC and has been a world famous cannabis um, researcher, he's never touched it in his life. But um, again, he has platinum platinum. He has he's he's been doing he's been working with the plant for for longer than a lot of people have been alive. He's been working with the plant for five six decades. Again, he has platinum plated credentials with the work that he did with cannabis and, and 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 researching cannabis and dispelling the notions of cannabis. Like I don't care that he's never tried it before. Like it, it, it doesn't bother me in the least bit. He has platinum plated credentials standing up for the, the planet, standing up for the users that use the plant. So I don't got a problem with him deciding it's not his cup of tea, but that he loves using it. I mean, that he loves researching it. That's not a problem to me at all. It's not about whether or not Northam uses, it's whether or not they buy into that same mindset that is a, it's a marginal drug done by marginal people and real people just do alcohol. That's that's what I'm concerned with, and that's what I have the smoke for. Again, again, the, w how Lamont responded was the right response. 
Because all my life I've been told that this is a dumb drug, it has no medical value. The people that are using it for medical purposes in the few medical states that existed when I was growing up are just faking it. And they're just saying they're just saying they have a medical illness and they're just doing it for fun and, and just doing it to be deadheads. Like that, that's the stuff that I was taught growing up. And I'm not really that I'm not really that old. I'm only I'm only 31 going on 32 here. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not old. But I, I was taught that. I grew up in the 90s. So, again, when you perpetuate this dumb mindset that this is a marginal drug done by marginal people, despite the fact that more and more states and more and more countries are legalizing this for medical purposes, more and more doctors are reaching the, reaching the conclusion that this is much safer than anti-anxiety drugs or depression drugs or... Um, opioids, which 60,000 people die a year from, from doing because they're so addictive and, and deadly. You cannot overdose on marijuana, but opioids, they, again, they reach the brainstem and they can, they can cause your heart to, they can cause heart, they can cause you to stop breathing, they can cause you to just die and, and a host of other things. Marijuana can't do that. But again, you have you have people with these old school mindsets that are in power that are continuing to sort of be dismissive about this. So again, let's let's continue. Washington Governor Jay Inslee raised some eyebrows in 2018 when he said in an interview that he grows cannabis himself. But then a spokesperson for his office denied he'd actually personally cultivate marijuana. These might be light comments from officials in power but they represent a significant departure from the norm it's hard to imagine even a few years ago the top leaders of the states would play coy with questions about personal cannabis use but but we also now in an era where the u.s senate majority leader has introduced legislation to federally legalize marijuana but another more serious note a website launched by virginia regulators last month states that all records of, of misdemeanor possession with intent to distribute marijuana arrests charges and convictions will automatically be sealed from the public view in the virginia state police system as he, as well regulators will soon be developing rules for adult use retail establishments which cannot open until january 1st 2024 most of the legal cannabis sales provisions of the law are subject to reenactment by the legislature under the final deal agreed by lawmakers earlier this year, meaning that the timeline could end up shifting after the next legislative session. End of article. So I'm going to finish off reading a, a couple of comments that I posted. Um, um, the the square the square sort of subreddit. Um, that I posted in maybe this wasn't the audience to post it in because again I'm, I'm guessing a lot of the people in that particular subreddit are just you know they're 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 middle-aged folks that just do alcohol and beer and pills on the side and and and, and probably work a government job or whatever where they can't do it and um, they have sort of an ambivalence towards the plant or the um, or it's an out of sight, out of mind issue. I only care about what generates money for me and my kids and my property and everything else and everyone else can F the off, F off. I don't know, maybe that was the audience I put it towards. That's why I wasn't received well, who knows? But I'll just read these comments and we'll finish off the episode. All right. All right, so here's my first comment. Let me, let's zoom into this here. All right, pre-2015 reporter 
Did you go to the LGBTQIA protests about rights and inclusion? Generic had a state or governor. No, I have other important things to do. Next question. You see how someone who you see how someone who might use this for medical purposes, which is most people in adult use states, may feel rubbed the wrong way by that comment, or feel like their politicians want them to be seen and not heard. This is not a concert or party drug for college students like a lot of non-cannabis users seem to think. Quote, the geriatric population is my fastest growing population. With medical marijuana, I'm taking patients off opioids, says Dr. Mike Wallace, a board member of the American Pain Society, told WebMD. There's never been a reported death from medical marijuana, yet there has been 19,000 deaths a year from prescription opioids. Medical cannabis is probably safer than a lot of drugs we give, Wallace added. I can care less if he uses or not. The dismissive attitude by most politicians, even in legal states, that people who use this for pain relief are an unserious demographic is what people are challenging. And then this person says, oh, you're reading too much into this. Again, this is probably someone who just does beer and wine and has a cushy job and has never had any real problems in their entire flipping lives. I've almost milked for these sort of people. You're reading too much into this. Literally, what was said is that he didn't have the time to use marijuana. Excuse me, let me... That he didn't have the time to use marijuana. It's probably just an offhanded comment he made and has no interest in doing it. There are plenty of other things that this particular governor has done that warrant real criticism. This is not one of those things. You freaking bootlick. Screw you, you freaking bootlick. I hope you get some sort of illness that, re that only requires marijuana. And then, then you'll you'll look at your ways and be like, oh, I was too sub I was too dismissive at the people that use it. I was too flippant towards these people. Screw you and screw the freaking horse you ran on. I hope you get effed by a flipping cactus, dude. All right, so that's one comment that I posted. So let's get to the next comment. All right, so this is my other comment. I'm gonna zoom this in so y'all can see it. And I might have to move the comment because like I have it on my screen, but like like my webcam like blocks part of part of the things I'm reading so if I if I move it off the screen a little bit that's why like I did before all right you think people that might want to explore this as a medicine haven't gotten this dismissive attitude from co-workers bosses parents teachers governors presidents the media etc for decades at a time I've, I've gotten that I've heard this for decades at a time that's why I deprived myself of using this as a medicine in the five years I had to suffer through the illness I had so many people don't even explore this as a potentially life-saving medical option because of the stigma and comments like this that needs to end i'm a fellow i live in a fellow fellow legal state massachusetts a fellow commonwealth state and not va but our governor took out an editorial before we legalized in 2016 telling us not to do this it's bad enough having to fight stigma but having to fight a hostile or indifferent lawmakers and officials definitely does not help matters. And then this this blowhard again. I mean, they passed legalization of mar and legalization of marijuana for medical use, and it's already legal here. Read, read people by their action by their actions and not their words. The governor's action says he's supportive of marijuana for both medical and recreational purposes. 
mother freaker. All right, let's get to the final comment. Virginia is a great state with a lot of government contractors and government agencies. Many of these jobs don't allow people to get a medical marijuana card. Adult use in a lot of states has allowed people like veterans, people with security clearances, and all these type of jobs to get access to this medicines for themselves and their loved ones without being on a government list or threatening their livelihoods. I've talked to dispensary owners in my state that have had customers in these very scenarios, i.e. a daughter with epilepsy. Virginia is sixth in the country per capita in the amount of veterans in the, from the armed forces. Adult use is for far more than just partying. Have a great rest of your day and Godspeed. All these comments got um, downloaded into oblivion you know, on Reddit. And again, I mean, I have too many other demands of my time than fighting, um, than fighting these sort of people that have never gone through anything in their lives. And that, oh, if, if something isn't a problem for me, then it's not a problem in general. I have, I have way too much, I have way too much demands of my time to fight numbskulls like these folks. So I, I didn't, you know, I, I removed myself from the situation after a bit, um, and, and saved it for this sort of discussion that we're having right now. All right. So I'm going to finish off with a quote by the great Dr. Martin Luther King. And this encapsulates a lot of this mentality that I was discussing throughout the episode. Shallow understanding from people of goodwill is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people with ill will. Lukewarm acceptance is much more bewildering than outright rejection. These are golden words that I still live by. Um, and this was from um, Dr. King's letter from, from a Birmingham jail. But again, these are words I live by because I, because that's that's the most draining part of, of activism for anyone who's done activism from any period of time. It's not your opponents that are the worst people. It's people that say that are on your side, but then dismiss your direct action or call you divisive or say, oh, you're overreacting. You need to just slow down and, and, and trust the process. Those are the people I hate and have contempt for way more. And if you're one of those people that listen to my podcast, click the unsubscribe button because we don't have a place for people like you. But again, I mean, I don't want to keep this episode particularly long, but again, this is a golden quote. And I, I, I feel that everybody should 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 live by this if they can as always i can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as itunes castbox stitcher tune in radio iheart radio and other platforms like it you can find me on instagram at underscore i am canvas sativa you can find me on twitter at ic sativa pod and as always everyone stay medicated my friends peace out and ciao if you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am canvas sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 and above tier if you are feeling extra generous. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h t t p s 
podcast colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.